0: How's it going everybody this is dailies to downloads my name is chad with me is eric and this week we are going to talk to you about the oscar ceremony the academy awards the 93rd academy awards took place at union station yesterday as we record this and you might be seeing this episode a little bit earlier than normal but that's only because we want to get this hot content out there right eric we
1: had to tell i know people are waiting they're forming their own opinion, but they still need a little extra advice, and so we're here to to really give that concrete uh,
0: yay or nay on the ceremony. Right, and so yes, the Oscars took place at Union Station, and it went on at eight o'clock, and obviously there have been some uh, divisive opinions about the ceremony, and we will get to some of those as we go along here but let's start with the ratings which I had said for many weeks at least in my household if not to Eric that this was the thing I was most interested in seeing is what the ratings would be given the current situation we're in with the pandemic and how weird the movie releasing for platforms have been this you know past year and a half so let's go back to 2014 43.7 43.7 million people viewed the Oscars in 2014. And from there, it was a steady decline. Mm-hmm. Until now, in 2021, 9.8 million people viewed the Oscars. That is a 58% drop in ratings. To Suffice to say that it was not the number that they were looking for. Uh, you know, it was... Uh, Ratings-wise, that is a disaster in every way, and we will probably touch on some of the reasons why here as we go forward with our discussion. So let's just start in chronological order, shall we? The opening shot, Eric, was Regina King making yeah. her long way, you know, to the uh, main event area, I guess. And uh, if,
1: if, if the whole ceremony would have been one continuous. Long take. That would have been awesome. The entire they they even did it when she was walking in and they had the credits like a Soda Bird kind of movie. Right. Kind of thing. Like, oh, if we just continue that I'm like, all right, I'm at least intrigued by this long uh, right. You know, I was she- too.
0: Yeah, I was like, okay, you know, I mean she wasn't the host, but she opened it and it was an intriguing way, as you said, to, to open the to open the ceremony. And then oh, it took a nosedive really really fast um you saw right away that there was a change in how they were monitoring the speeches and they weren't really they were kind of giving people basically as much time as they needed to talk but on top of that unfortunately the speeches kind of get the most criticism when in fact we're kind of it paid, what paved the way was the comments about the nominees, each of the nominees before the winner was announced. And you didn't really see film clips, not that many anyway. You just have the presenter talking about each of the nominees for much longer than they need to. And then they just all of a sudden tell you who the winner is. And then the person gets up and speaks for as long as they feel like. And it was a very slow dragging way to start the ceremony in my opinion what do you think yeah i think it was
1: definitely noticeable uh at least after a few of those speeches and everything where like there was no live orchestra right um and that was very apparent and not just because of how they usually will play off someone who's taking too long but i i do feel like music in general as like kind of like underscoring a speech or whatever is also a part of the telecast and all yeah, that was it gone.
0: certainly adds a layer of uh class I think is a good word something
1: yeah I feel like the orchestra is only brought up when it's about getting someone off the stage but it also plays other parts throughout the ceremony and having that completely gone uh became noticeable as the night kind of continued on yeah. and yeah for the, for the I mean a part of me likes the idea of not having people played off uh but it also like you said like the introductions for each category felt also a little like off the cuff in a way even if they were heavily scripted i I feel like for a shorts category laura dern or reese witherspoon uh was talking about how, like oh the end and he likes chocolate blah 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 and i'm like what are we doing are we just reading like dating profiles of each of the nominees like it, it was weird like in lieu of actual clips of the films that they represent We were getting this really corny um, trivia, really, really kind of cheap trivia that was not adding anything. It was not telling us anything about the movies that they were nominated for.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I don't know how many people are like this, but certainly as I was growing up and getting more into movies, the clips are one of the things that intrigued me to see said movies. So without that, you just get two people talking to each other and you know we're not really if you're not familiar with each and every movie you're not really sure why you should care right away yeah and and also like that the fact that they had clips once in a while right uh, like
1: international film anime something else Animated, uh, Yeah, yeah like so that was confusing too so it's like who made the decision of what to include clips with and, and what not to uh Especially you would think the acting categories would be most in need of clips, um, you know, and but they didn't do that. Uh, so it just seemed re- really, really strange. Um, and even even some of the tech categories, we, even if in the past we'd get um, sketches of costumes for the costume category or right. um you know, like for the screenwriting categories, sometimes we'd actually get um, a piece of like a page of the screenplay and they would read it out. You know, it may be a little corny, but at least it added some extra context here. It just kind of felt very, um, yeah, it, it felt very off the, off the cuff in a way that didn't really benefit the presentation and, and the momentum, whatever momentum it was trying to have by, by the second
0: hour, you know? Right. Um... No, yeah, I absolutely agree. And uh, I will say this might be the small bit of praise for how the ceremony was uh, directed, but I thought that they did an okay job incorporating the Zooms. Like, because, oh, yeah. because so many yeah. other parts were awkward, you didn't really pay attention to the Zooms and they seemed to all go off pretty smoothly as far as that goes. So I can't complain about that from a technology standpoint. It seemed like they had that under control.
1: Yeah, and I guess for that, um, rather than uh, having a Zoom of each of each nominee in their own specific house, or whatever they had designated satellite locations. Area, so right, yeah. you would be in London for like the BFI and stuff like that, um, and then I think in Paris and in Prague, They're like still some up, of
0: them. Although there was still like a, a, a sophistication to the way it was being presented, you know, to kind of keep that sorta of aura of the oscars going.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so it, it felt like they had everything prepared so there would be no buffering or people muted by accident. Um I don't think the Australians and Sasha Baron Cohen were actually in front of that bridge uh based on the lighting. It didn't I think that was a fake uh, background, but nonetheless, um yeah, I I think that was all pretty smooth. Sometimes when you had to toggle very quickly between uh, continents in real time. Yeah. I was a little disoriented as to where we were.
0: Because
1: right. um, I think all the theaters had like very red chairs. And so yeah, um, yeah, that's true. I was a little confused at times where we were in the world. Uh, but uh, o- outside of just one category where uh, a team of like five people won, four of them went on stage in LA, but they chose the guy who was like in Prague to right. get the speech.
0: Yeah. So they yeah, all stood there
1: like they were being auctioned off, or something. It was <laughs> yeah. it was weird. Uh, outside of that, it, it was no technical uh, snafus. There. Right.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Getting back to the speeches, just for a second, like you know, obviously, you know, you and I being big wrestling fans, what I thought of with the speeches is that yes, and I agreed with everything you said. Like on one hand, you know, you like people being able to talk a little bit longer, but at the same time, as with a wrestling show, it needs to flow. There needs to be some structure. There needs to be somebody behind the scenes saying, okay, time to wrap it up or, you know, you're fine or whatever. And, you know, like on a wrestling show, if a match goes too long, then other people might get kicked off the card. So they might not be represented as much. And so here, you had certain signs of that, especially later on with the In Memoriam segment, which we'll get to. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's a whole other issue. But yeah. So, yeah, there needed to be some sort of a structure there. So um, moving on to some of the other moments, we're not going to list all the nominees and the winners. That you know, You're you not looking at this show to give you yeah. that. There are plenty of articles out there for that. So we're just going to touch on some well, of the... Sorry, just thinking, one other thing I missed in terms of the flow was that, like, having a um,
1: announcing, like, each Best Picture nominee throughout the telecast, um, that was something like someone would come out and have some minimal relation to a certain best picture, not many present right. it, you know, throughout the, so that at the end of the night, you had heard about all eight or whatever. And that became noticeably absent as well, uh, the longer we went on by right. hour three, I guess.
0: Right, and you know, one of the things we haven't really touched on yet is that, you know, you look at the ratings and, you know, people obviously to a certain degree, you have to take into consideration that this is a pandemic, situation there's not as much star power in the room you know there's so there's not really many as as many moving huge standing ovation type things and you know they're in a different place so obviously a lot of that can be taken into consideration to a certain extent but that's not why the ratings were down and another reason the ratings were were uh, some people will say the ratings were down and i disagree with this so it's going to be a little bit of a rant here and that is i hate 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 the argument that oh there wasn't as many popular movies nominated this year so that's why people didn't watch and i hate that excuse and it's like this isn't like a popularity contest really you know like not in the sense of like every movie that everybody saw needs to be nominated like it, it, i can't say that there would have been too many differences in a normal year like would no time to die be nominated for best picture (laughs) you know probably not but you know so i i hate when people say that kind of stuff because the reason this the ratings were down here you can probably say a little bit of it had to do with the pandemic maybe some people didn't know where to see certain movies i could buy that but the, if, if anybody checked in I would almost love to see the minute by minute or the like ratings because if people checked into the beginning of this ceremony I guarantee they changed the channel I guarantee like yeah. when they saw those like the rambling on talks and stuff I guarantee they were tuned out
1: yeah yeah and I mean as to the ratings thing I think we as we talked about for on the kind of previewing the the ceremony to come that just happened uh it's like I feel like the day after the Oscars is always like a big. That's its own industry complaining about the ratings, and it's how. It, right. And I feel like the Oscars get attacked more for that. You don't hear about like how is the NFL going to bring in new audiences for the Super Bowl? How is it? You, know, you don't hear these things, you know. So I I find it weird that we got to go to Johnny Coca Cola to bring into the Oscars. Uh, you know where I always found that was, and also most people watch clips after the fact. They don't watch it live anymore like it's 2021 so like
0: popular then yeah that's yeah
1: yeah it, it's like we finally gotten to a point now where where we include uh in like music album sales digital downloads and whatever and like tv is has always been about like 10 years behind um so if we yeah i think more people are probably watching clips now about the oscars today as opposed to we're sitting on Sunday night watching at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know? So it's such an outdated model of, of judging success um, based right, on... Right, it on is. Stuff. And
0: by the same token, you look at anything where people view clips, yes, you know, these. what these industries, these companies need to do is they need to adapt to these changes. Like, So if a lot of people are watching clips, if I were in charge, the first thing I'd want to say is, Okay, what can we do to make our TV, our slot, must watch? Like, what can we do to have people absolutely tuning in and not just watching clips on YouTube or on their news recap show the next day? And they didn't do that here. They made a lot of changes, but they didn't do that here. And so, it's hard. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the things it's I'll that- say right away as the rearranging of the order. Of who of the awards being presented was one of the more noticeable things to me and on the surface if you're going to rearrange the order okay but it should have a point or there should, should be a meaning behind it and some of them like you could argue that the last one there was probably a meaning behind that one however yeah, yeah. opening yeah. with screenplays to me is not was not the wisest choice. Like, they always start with supporting actress, right, Eric? Well, one of the acting categories. One of the right. supporting I mean, categories, yeah. Because that will pull you in. Like, oh, wow, yeah. so-and-so won. But they didn't do that here. They rearranged the order in a really odd way uh, to the point where you're kind of thrown off, especially by the end. What did you think about the order of awards?
1: Yeah, I think that's where, to like, I, I actually, I don't mind. I think this is, like, the third year where we haven't had a host um and i i don't i don't necessarily mind not having a host because that was also something that was always next day criticized about how bad that host was and, the and same. i agree
0: but i guarantee that changes next year maybe yeah maybe heart, 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 but, but, heart, heart, but, I, but I do think the rock you, is gonna the rock is probably gonna get a call <laughs>
1: totally hey, why not i mean you know
0: it, but it did
1: it did feel weird in in this instance where um they also relied very much on having uh, an individual present two awards that were somewhat like paired together. So right. it'd be like animated short and animated feature. will both be Reese Witherspoon or whatever. Right. Uh, was, and so you'd have them on the dais for like 10 minutes. And it, 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 and Regina King, I feel like that was like a, because she was also kind of introducing us to the show, but then also giving out the two screenplay awards so i feel like she was on stage for like 15
0: minutes it felt no it was i checked the time it was like it was like by the time the commercial ended after she presented those awards it was like 15 20 minutes by the time she was done and it felt like an hour had gone by yeah
1: yeah it it definitely felt weird because they had to do so much about like why we're having the show, why you're not going to see people wearing masks, why you're not, you know, and so it was almost like these disclaimers that they had to like get ahead of so that they weren't criticized for having this show at all in person. Um, And and, and then on top of that, yeah, the ordering I think was uh, just a little odd in terms of uh, what we'll we'll talk about, the ending, but then also um, it was an instance where the best director was like the eighth award of the night right which is weird um i don't mind necessarily having that earlier in the show but i think it's still weird especially when chloe zhao was also nominated for editing yeah and if she would have won editing after winning director i feel like that would have been anticlimactic and strange Right. um like what would she have talked about then <laughs> like right. you know like it it would have been and yeah it would just would have been weird and it, and it felt a little haphazard into how they were that one th- that decision felt less thought out than the one that they thought they were building towards with the emotional climax that right.
0: that didn't happen but yeah right absolutely um so yeah you know what let's uh, one award that i was surprised by um, there were a few uh, but one of the awards I was surprised by was best cinematography that uh, went to Mank and obviously the cinematography in the movie is really good. I think a lot of people would have expected Nomad land to take that one but uh, was that was that one you had on your uh, Oscar poll there Eric or did so
1: so technically no um, because I expected Mank to be this year's uh, zero for 10 movie uh They're
0: dead Ch- trial of the chicago seven got completely
1: shut. Well, out. yes that got shut out which i yeah yeah that got was over six um and i feel like we always get one that is like a <laughs> the biggest loser <laughs> that like even like the irishman i think i like 10 or 11 lost didn't have any right. gangs in new york blah blah, blah. um so i expected mink to go that route but i mean the uh, american society of cinematographers people were talking about today two years ago uh, two, year, two weeks ago they gave eric messer schmidt their main award and so there were signs of that and it being black and white is always a thing right absolutely. um so uh, it's it was I don't know maybe not like a giant shock but definitely not right the front runner probably yeah and
0: that's probably a better way of saying it like you know i i if i was gonna vote for one and two mank would probably be my my number two in this room. yeah
1: yeah it's it's definitely the showiest out and nomad land but it's like um malik like right scene. you know i guess those are the two showiest been those would and have
0: been. shockingly enough he wasn't there terence malik
1: <laughs> oh oh he was he was he was wearing um two masks one over the bottom of his face and the other over the top and then um that yeah nobody
0: knew yeah yeah he was uh, a part
1: of the oscar trivia segment you just you just you how miss. crazy
0: would it have been if this was the one he decided to show at? <laughs> can i present you know <laughs> oh man anyway um so Let's get to, before we get to more of the negative, let's talk about like if you had a favorite moment, Eric, what that would be. And I will, I'll start. And uh, surprisingly enough, and I guess this is more like not a best moment, but like a, you know, best speeches, really. It could be, you could kind of loop in those in together. And, uh, you know, I had two speeches that I liked. Uh, the uh, grandmother from Minari gave a really a really good speech you know it was funny it was from the heart um you know i liked that one a lot and as much as i'm shocked to say it i thought tyler perry's speech was really good yeah. really solid it was well thought out he's a very good speaker as far as that goes he really kind of commanded the attention of the audience which was surely needed in that moment <laughs> so
1: yeah yeah and I, I think with uh tyler perry and yeah to a to a lesser degree yun-jun Yun, who um i guess probably you know expected to win but you don't know for sure but tyler perry was getting in a tribute award so he knew he was going right. to get a speech uh, so i felt like one of the reasons why that one was so significant is because he was able to like write it out um
0: right yeah especially well, in being a humanitarian award
1: exactly so like he was completely uh on script or whatever it was really good yeah it was really good what he was saying uh but I, like he definitely could pre- prep for it in, in a way right. that um that damn old age home didn't earlier the show no uh, <laughs> uh but you know so so i would yeah i would say in terms of speeches tyler perry um yeah and and yuzhen yu I, I mean there was something funny about um <laughs> I mean, even though they showed the tables, there was no food being served, there were no drinks being served, but it just seemed like Daniel Kaluuya was getting like progressively more like wasted. Uh, like, like every time, every time they gave him a mic, he
0: would say something else. So everyone was like, "Oh, you know," like uh, it, was it was funny the that, of the of a speech going too long. Like, like it got to a point where like he just kind of kept talking because he felt it was like, like an that open,
1: open mic night. 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 He's <laughs>
0: like, you know, my mom and dad had sex, and it's like, okay. <laughs> like you've run out of things to say now <laughs> like,
1: yes. i mean i wonder if though last night was the first night he realized that about his parents i, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I yeah, we, all, the bees we all get to that realization one day in life when we have to deal with it uh, and then when by the time he showed up in the oscar trivia segment i feel like he was even more blazed like he
0: was, <laughs> he, he was definitely he was definitely having a good time in that moment so you know what let's talk about that part I, had, I think if that was at the beginning, that whole segment was near the beginning, I think the flow of the show would have been much different. The energy of the show would have been much different. At that point, you're just like, oh, my gosh, this needs to get moving quicker. And in reality, it was a really funny, like, nice little side track. you know, uh, you know, Rel, little Rel How, Howry. I think I'm saying his name there correctly. But he's, he's a very funny guy. Um, and it was... I thought it was funny, uh, Andre Day, the way she commented on the Prince song, because I immediately thought in my head, I was like, that's a really good song. We would have heard about that being nominated.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But well, it was funny. And of course, Glenn Close, you know, dancing there was, you didn't expect to see that. You
1: know, Sugar Baby and the Butt and School <laughs> Days history. Is, yeah. But I, I, I like that. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, as much as like I'll, I'll usually complain about like how those kind of segments are completely insignificant to the overall show. It did seem like some sort of off the cuff, even though it wasn't off the cuff, but it had a little bit looser feeling than the rest of it. So that was nice to kind of just break away from everyone in their separate tables, keeping a distance and blah, blah, blah. You know, it it, it broke up that monotony. Um, where we didn't really have enough moments where um there's usually one or two of those where it's the Ellen selfie with all the nominees or something like that, right? Uh and it took it took us like about two and a half hours to get to that here to get something that felt a little bit more sporadic, um, and not completely
0: pre-planned. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's talk about uh some another one of the surprises of the night, and that would be uh, best actress. Frances McDormand came away with her third Oscar. So she is in rare company there. She's actually the one of two women who have won all three awards for best actress. Um, obviously Catherine Hepburn has won four, four yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, that's a very elite company and uh, she is the first, the only person to win best actor uh, acting award and uh producer for Best Picture. Um so I I, she was obviously great in the movie. I don't know how many people expected her to win. I if you know if I were picking myself just personal opinions, I probably would have picked Carrie Mulligan. Mm -hmm. Um that's not who I picked on my pool. Like I actually thought Viola Davis was gonna walk away with it at the end of the day because I thought that she had more momentum going in, but yeah, what did you think? Uh, for her, for her winning, I thought that was
1: fine. I mean, there are two strands of like Francis McDormand, like we were talking about last um, week, where she she's been nominated, do in five different decades, right? In, in yeah, eighties, nineties, uh, and it was like, wow, like, and now she has three lead acting Oscars, and yet I feel like. <sighs> you know they didn't happen by accident they're good performances but it, it does seem a little like right place right time
0: I guess um in, in that very unassuming person to win these three and that's not a knock like her nature is just she's not the type of person that carries herself like a Catherine Hepburn would no yeah like, yeah, you know, yeah. I or mean, Meryl Streep does to the you know she's she does her roles she puts everything into them but she doesn't like to play the hollywood game as much as other people do and if you didn't don't believe me all you have to do is look at joel cohen who i don't even know if he was fully conscious yeah, story. yeah and <laughs> well, then she held at the moon it showed his face and it was deadpan yeah and
1: and, and so that was like <sighs> there are reasons where i feel like every time i hear francis McDormand's speech i then have to like google certain things so like the whole howling of the moon thing also had to do with like um i'll say michael wolf or whatever who was a sound guy on the movie mm. who, who last month committed suicide oh wow uh, and and so it was actually like a tribute to him but but like you would not know that right uh, you know or or when she won for three billboards and she's like freedom rider get that in the contract It's so but like the context is not there <laughs> and so like right. she, her speeches are she i she's a little i mean her and joel cohen i think that's a perfect match uh, uh you know it's a little, little out there um so, so yeah so so it, it it definitely feels like um she's a, she's a great actress uh, i i think it was probably if we ever saw the results of the voting uh
0: probably very close i couldn't tell you who the it had to have been close you know you wonder You wonder if like I you know, everybody kind of thinks about like, oh, what were they thinking when they voted? Like you had aside from Francis McDormand, you had three other really strong contenders. And you wonder if people looked at like, oh, there's Andre Day, there's Carrie Mulligan, there's Viola Davis, oh man, they're all really so good. Who do I choose? I'll just choose Francis McDormand. Yeah. (laughs) Go for something different like i don't know like i have no idea but like i imagine it would have been a hard choice i mean to pick there yeah i mean and also the
1: the because of the order of the show if she would have won because i didn't think nomadland was a lock to win best picture so if she would have won best actress in the show first that's oh wow there is like a momentum there right but because it won best picture then they announced those two lead acting categories. Then I was like, Oh yeah, okay, sure. Like I guess Nomadland. We're also due to the the bigger field of nominees and stuff. We're, I feel like we're never we're never really gonna have again a giant behemoth like Nomadland won three Oscars, most
0: um, honored film of the night.
1: Yeah, and for three, you know. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a couple of years ago it'd be like eight, nine, ten Oscars, you know. And I feel like now we've gotten away from that due to the expanded. More often pictures. than not,
0: over the past decade, you'll see years like that. Like where the film doesn't have that many, like, like you were saying, I don't know if there, you never say never, but it's going to have to be a pretty special movie that captures that north of 10 nominations, let alone north of 10 wins.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's why for why I didn't think Viola Davis, and and obviously all these stats are meant to be broken. No one's really thinking these stats through when they're voting. But no film had ever won Best Lead Actor and Actress without being nominated for Best Picture. Um, so Ma Rainey started the night strong with like two awards and stuff. Right. I'm like, okay, like it's you know, but but yeah, it didn't show across the board.
0: Um, right. And, um, you know, Abby, you, you said that we had seen best picture, best director by the time Frances McDormand won, um, altogether 16 women won last night, which is, which is a very good thing. Uh, Chloe, Chloe Zhao is the second woman to win best director. Um, you know, first woman of Asian descent to win that. And, you know, that was really great to see. I expected her to win. And I, you know, I'm glad to see, I was glad to see Nomadland win. Um, and so yeah like you, but when you, when i saw best picture coming on i was i felt like i was in the twilight zone i really did like i it was really strange to me and then you're processing the francis mcdormand shocker and it's not over yet <laughs> like in your head you and i were texting and yeah. we, you were you you were, <laughs> you kind of predicted everything that was going to come to pass which i thought is funny you you think they're building towards this moment
1: it had to have been the only reason they would have done this was to build for that moment that ultimately didn't happen but if
0: that's a big obviously a big gamble like if you're building to a moment and you don't know for sure if that moment is going to happen the way you want it to Mm -hmm. i would have been the better safe than sorry thing better safe than sorry approach because and i was talking about this with somebody today It seems like whenever the Oscars try to curb tradition in any way, it almost always flies back in their face. Mm -hmm. And I don't get it. Like you said it and everybody has said it in the articles I've read. If they had just left Nomadland to win at the end for best picture, a lot of these discussions wouldn't be taking place. We'd still be talking about the ratings certainly, but we, you wouldn't be talking about the Chadwick Boseman stuff as much, but that's not what they did. They wanted to do this big tribute, I assume, to him. And Anthony Hopkins won. And it was 5 a.m. in Wales. And he, yeah. at 83, was in bed. <laughs> yeah. And that's,
1: and I think that's... The biggest issue with that is, um, one, if Chadwick Boseman had won, I, I, I think it still would have felt bad because you were you were assuming what was going to happen based on sentimentality of someone who was no longer with us and they, it just felt like it was um kind of gross emotional manipulation that was going to be taken care- take. um and then when it didn't happen then they looked terrible terrible <laughs> and 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 then that the the man you know which obviously you said like he he, he said weeks in advance he wasn't going to be there right Hopkins isn't even there and you know presented by Joaquin Phoenix who doesn't want to be there Clearly uh, he did not
0: want to be there and it's like that's a, part like, of the tradition yeah. you understand you understand why Joaquin Phoenix is presenting the award but at the same time you're ending your ceremony with a guy who has been so vocal over the years about the award shows and not wanting to be a part of that system and he's like Anthony Hopkins for the father, he's not here. See ya.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like I didn't mind. Um, typically in, in years past, it was um the opposite sex winner presented right. and, and but this year they give the actors gonna give actor, actress gonna give uh actress. Um, which which was fine. But even when I still thought Chadwick Boseman was gonna win, I'm like, oh man, like Joaquin Phoenix is gonna give it to Chadwick Boseman's widow. And he's just like an awkward guy and a weird dude and then like but again it all went even more haywire once that didn't happen right um and and then they just had to go to quest love who was like all right great night it was like and and this is why i think they they really did themselves that disservice because again the, there are these talks for it being the most diverse group of nominees but i think it was still like a 90 percent white winning group you know and, and like and and, and they could have uh, I don't know, hid that or, or change that if it didn't end with two uh el- elderly ish uh, one definitely elderly uh, uh acting winners uh right. of, of the certain two Caucasian veteran, variety
0: two veterans
1: veterans seasoned seasoned yes. uh you know that's also a good one. Uh, legends we'll will sugarcoat them uh you know and so I feel like it left a bad taste in, in people's mouths when it didn't need to go that route and and it, right. it almost felt like the nomad land win was a side note and it, especially like it's just i don't understand that you're like they're going to debut the new west side story trailer then we're going to have rita moreno uh give out best picture it's like it's handed right to you to do this and you screw it up like i just i just don't get it
0: yeah and you know let's let's talk about chadwick boseman for a second because it's look i am Not, I'm just, I'm not an advocate of giving somebody awards simply because they passed and it's sad. Like the fact is, and we just watched the father here uh, this past weekend, Um, so it's very fresh in my mind. And I said when we watched it, I was, I to my wife, I was like, if it was any other year, he'd be a shoe in to win because he's that good in it. Anthony Hopkins, like he's so good in it, and like aside from Chadwick Boseman's fate, like if you look at both of those performances they're both really really excellent and i can't be mad that anthony hopkins won what i'm mad about and what everybody else should be mad about is just the way they structured it but the people that are out there crying like chadwick Bozeman was robbed he was snubbed like have you seen the father and you know like that's gonna I mean. be like how many people have actually seen it and you know on a side note eric I don't know if you've seen clips from Frank Langella's performance. Oh, on um, Broadway, uh, I,
1: I I did see a few. Uh, right. And like Frank he, Langella like, had a better speech when he won the Tony than
0: Hopkins had last night. I'll say that. But <laughs> <that's, yeah>. Frank <laughs> Langella is a phenomenal actor. But Anthony Hopkins, it was a different level of acting to me in that movie. And obviously, movie you're comparing movie to play, you know. So it's kind of apples to oranges in a, s- a certain degree. But like. Well, they both are. Mel Rainey also, a right? Yeah, it's, it's just it's a different le- like he was. It was just a re- it was really great. So it it's just it's a shame the way it was structured because people are looking at it in different ways. Um, but you can't really. It's tough to be mad at Anthony Hopkins for winning. He was very gracious in his in his reaction to it. So, yeah,
1: I, I think uh, that's also why the ordering of events was like doing no favors to Anthony Hopkins either. Right. Like, I feel like, not that he gives a shit, but not that he cares. <laughs> but, you know, you see him on the field just waking up. I don't think he cares. But, you know, I, I think that, um, it, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, well, it's like his, his like, best performance like in his career. It also sounds like definitely deserved, but it, it feels a little bit slighted because he's now seen because of the whole framing of the way that they s- ordered these things out right um it made it seem like a someone compared it to the ending of sopranos where it's like what and then it cuts the black and you don't know what the hell just happened it was not the right. ending you expected that they were leading up to um but i mean you know Gandolfini dies let's be honest in the, in the they're in the diner uh but you know so you just you just didn't know um so it was just I think we've definitely, hopefully, knock on wood, learned never to do this again. Never to. Ex- I mean, if this would have been two thousand and eight, would we have ended with best supporting actor because we assumed Heath Ledger was going to win? It would have been strange. Yeah. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have made any. I mean, it would have made you know.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, why are we? Why are we even going down that road? Like, yeah. why move it this way? Like, Heath Ledger was as much of a lock. As people thought Chadwick Bozeman was, but Mm -hmm. they kept it where it was supposed to be in the ceremony. Like it just it it was it was somewhat of a foolish mistake. Like, because I wonder if anybody, when they decided to restructure and reorder this, if anybody raised their hand and said, Why? Like, just like why are we doing this? Well, because that's not a good enough reason.
1: Yeah, or or you know what they could have even done. Now that I'm just trying to think of ways they could have done damage control, uh, do the in memoriam to close out the show, maybe I don't know, like because they did have Angela Bassett, who was of course in in Black Panther and stuff, you know, present uh, in memoriam, and right. Bozeman was the last name uh, or the first. I think it was the last
0: name. He was the last
1: one. Yeah. Last. So 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 that would have at least felt a little bit I don't know kinder or, or whatever. And I think of all the years to have In Memoriam close the show, this would have made sense. Um, but it just seems so short-sighted. Do um, we that.
0: know for a fact that they sped through that the way they did because they were short on time? I have, got, that, that I don't was, know. Here's what I'll say. A lot of people didn't like the In Memoriam segment. I didn't mind it, and here's why. Because they didn't give special attention to really anybody except Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. And you understood why they lingered on that one a little bit longer at the very end. But by and large, they just went through it really quick. There were so many people, you can't really say they're giving preferential treatment to this person and that person. Like they just went through it and that was it. So I didn't hate it. I mean, some yeah. people know, So I mean, for me, the
1: hardest thing was that, like, it was sometimes hard to like, read them in real yeah, time before you know like you you couldn't even register who that you had to like it felt like you had to like i just need to keep reading fast because it's <laughs> it was like what what would you say like one second each maybe hey, 1. Yeah. 5 seconds yeah, each? about yeah um and, and i think of it like of course like you if you do that and it gets more names on there then do it that way because at the end of the day it's for the families right so the families right. see it and appreciate that they're on there and it'll be remembered for that um, they And also it concluded with a, <laughs> with like a URL uh, to go to the Academy site to see even more names. Um, mm-hmm. So when people were complaining about where's Jessica Walter, where's um, uh, a, a bunch of other, you know, notable people. Um, filmmakers that passed away. Right. Uh, They if you went to that link, you would see the complete in memoriam with those names as well. Uh, That's not the same as being on the telecast,
0: but I wonder if there's any perfect way to do that segment. Like because we've seen it every which way. Now this year we've seen it sped up. Like what is the perfect way? Is there a perfect way? I I really have come to the conclusion that there is no perfect way to do it.
1: No, no, (laughs) because normally people will complain that oh, they should shut the audience sound off because some will applaud louder, louder for certain names versus other names. And so we removed that. And yes, it's too, it's very, very fast. But at the end of the day, it's meant to be shared and I can watch it tonight and go frame by frame if I wanted to. Right. Uh, if I, if I, I, I definitely have the time, but I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but you know, you could go frame by frame and see exactly who, uh, was mentioned if, if, you know if you chose to so I didn't mind that as much That just seemed like something for people to complain about like
0: always yeah. Um so yeah I mean that's uh, we, we kind of touched on all the, the big things I mean uh, one other thing I'll touch on just to wrap up here is that they pushed the best song performances mm-hmm. to before the show and you know look on one hand this was one of the worst years for that category so people might be quick to say oh who cares i like the songs being on the ceremony i like that those performances can kind of break up the ceremony a little bit and you know maybe make things a little bit looser or whatever um so the fact that they were pushed to the beginning it's <laughs> i don't know it's you know not to make another wrestling reference but it's like uh, it's like akin to a dark match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially like, a, a friend of mine told me that at like 2 p.m., they're like, oh, the
1: pre-show is starting. I'm like, isn't the ceremony started at 8? Like, what the hell are they doing at 2 o'clock? Right, yeah. And I think they were they were airing the songs. They were doing interviews. They were... Yeah, we had it on all day in not house. <laughs> Talking about the Academy Museum opening soon in the, in the summer and stuff, right. which, you know, really, you know, it's was cool. Um, but it definitely felt... The song thing I think would have been tough to do just given the space, the Union Station space. So you couldn't perform on there. That's um, true.
0: That's true. Yeah. So that would
1: be the only I, I was a little frustrated that I assumed going into the ceremony that they were going to be alternating between Union Station and the Dolby Theater. And that did right. not really turn out to be the case. We 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 turned on all the lights to let Brian Cranston come in so we could introduce a bunch of geriatrics and stuff, but like it, it didn't that didn't really make any why did you do that? Uh, you know, like I thought it was going to be a mix of the two, especially because the Dolby the Theater can seat like two thousand people, so social right. distancing would be easy, and right, you know, you, you can get them on the stage and you can have a further back camera to get the traditional TV angles that you couldn't get in Union Station. So you'd have like you'd never have the present the winners speaking directly at the camera. They'd be like their eyesight would be their eye line would be off to the left or something. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, the song thing I missed, but I understand why they didn't do it given the spatial limitations.
0: Right. Um, well, um, you know, so, Eric, what do you think? Uh, let's wrap up here with maybe our, our suggestions of what they can change in the future. Uh, some some quick bullet points. So, like, what do you think uh, for next year? What do you think that they should uh, change back to or improve? Um, I... I can
1: hardly tell you about certain production elements of last year's, but I don't remember having many complaints. So I think I mean the traditional order of things, ending with Best Picture as the culmination, the summation of what a production is. Let's never you know go against that again. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean that should be obvious. Um, other than that i mean i i missed not having a few like montages like some of them are usually lazy like the magic of the movies blah blah. Right. blah. but i felt like in a year in which theaters were closed and, and bought you really could have done something
0: yes you know what and, you just brought up a point to me that mm-hmm. i for, totally forgot about until you just mentioned the montages which is that the theater chains if you recall wanted them to boldly advocate for people going back back. to the theaters right they didn't do that at all No, not at all like not not even a little bit and like to your point about the montages as a kid that's the stuff i loved i didn't know about a lot of those movies but some of them looked really moving in those montages and so you mental note those things and you go to see those movies when you get older or whatever and i I love that kind of stuff even you know despite the fact that as you say some of them are are, are genuinely just like lazily thrown together yeah. um but yeah they definitely didn't do the theater chains any fa- any favors but
1: there was there was no sense of um the going to the theater communal experience there was none of that and and, and i mean when the leading studio was netflix with seven oscars right. that is our new reality and when you can see all these things now via streaming Perhaps you know. Perhaps we're going to move further away from encouraging the. You know, I I don't miss the segments where a host would go down the street to the local Chinese, the Chinese man theater, and speak to Joe Blow about what he's purchasing a ticket to, and we all laugh. I don't miss that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, but but it does seem weird that the nostalgic element of movies that you really could have pulled on now, because we haven't been able to be together at a movie theater, was
0: just never never even touched upon. Um. And you okay. mentioning Netflix reminds me about Ricky Gervais's speech at the Golden Globes, which I re today because he posted it on his Twitter account and where he says, you know, I feel like all I had to do was come in here and just say, congratulations, Netflix. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and call it a night.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that was um, their big thing the next day. It's like, oh, we won seven. Uh, you can watch them all right now if you have a Netflix right. subscription. You can watch them all. You don't have to go to a the theater. You can watch them tonight if you'd like. Right, uh, and that seems like we've quickly jumped to that being the new reality, which is a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah. we've
0: we've talked about that ad nauseum on some of our other shows, uh, the yeah. and movie watching. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I concur with what you were saying. I I I think in general, I think next year they need to embrace tradition a little bit more, and they need to build on that. Um, as far as a host goes, I don't know. Like I am okay with the lack of host if. The people you're getting to do the presentations and the segments makes sense mm-hmm. this year it didn't make as much sense to me like the people that they chose for certain things i don't think built that energy enough and the ratings certainly reflect that so i think next year they're probably going to take a long hard look at whether or not they want to keep the no host thing going billy crystal is okay with the fact that they didn't call him so <laughs> He's like, I
1: can't write songs for each of these nominees anymore. But yeah, I I do think the way to get around a lot of that has been just choosing presenters that could potentially have something to do with a potential winner. Right. Um, And if not, that's okay, too. Uh, But I do remember, like, you know, uh, Jane Fonda giving Best Picture to Parasite. Or, uh, you know, like, there was no necessarily connection between them, but there was, like, a special moment. um whereas that may be better you don't need to go fully back to the host idea um but yeah
0: absolutely well um that's it for me eric what do you think i think we covered it all right
1: i i I mean i think that's it i mean i was a little upset that we've lost sound mixing but uh i got over it by the time the by the time the show ended um
0: Tennant is an oscar winner now
1: that's true yeah it is i still haven't seen it i still haven't seen it but um (laughs) hopefully in the future also i guess due to the pandemic and covid restrictions after someone presented an oscar they had to not be on the stage at the same time as the person who won they had to come like like when renee zellweger was like francis mcdormand she then walked off the stage (laughs) before francis mcdormand even got on the stage i don't know if that was because you had well, to do that funny you yeah, mentioned that not.
0: because brad Brad pitt did that as well and yeah yeah that was that became know, a joke. See, the, the um the grandmother from minory was about to trip and yeah, I, yeah. I remember i was saying in my house i was like brad you need to move over there and help her out a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah it seems like they were told that they couldn't yeah do that yeah. or that like the oscar could not be handed it had to be like just be on the podium when they are when they got up there you yeah. know just
0: gonna throw it at people as they come up the steps.
1: i think that i think that's fair yeah but 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 other than that um yeah no complaints it, it was nice to see uh susan Choi uh bang jung ho's translator again she <laughs> yeah. became somewhat of a star last yeah. year uh i i popped for her when she showed up um even though he was in like the dark and like i don't think he knew he had to walk down the aisle of his theater that he was in 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 south korea (laughs) but it all worked out it all worked out and he showed the envelope i like now since i love that i'm glad you mentioned that i love that yeah i think that was fine you know and and that was a great kismet moment of um having a a korean uh, director give to a chinese director um and, and i mean he won last year too so that was not planned out like that but that okay. was something that i think when you don't force the um cyclical um um ironicness of one winner to another then it becomes more genuine so that was nice too.
0: right and uh, i'll just end on a note of i thought my octopus teacher was really overrated
1: that's and not good it was i would say it's the worst of the five i mean it's a little creepy am i right come on yeah I, and i mean look we've seen uncle boon me we've seen shape of water look i'm all down for whatever you know but i mean i'm not personally down for it but you know if someone's down yeah you know, but i just felt like it was the worst of the five and that's actually why i predicted it and people were predicting because i'm like oh this is very accessible and um later in the night there was a google commercial about octopus so i'm like oh this feels all so strategized you're right yeah um, <laughs> but yeah i mean they were never going to go for a collective unfortunately yeah. um but hopefully, more people seek it out now because that did have clips, that category. <laughs> so.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the people, uh, a couple of the stars from Crip Camp were there as well. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great positioning. I feel like Jim Lebrecht was like always in sight line he was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. in that first row. So when they did that shot on the right side, you could always see him uh, in the corner. So, uh, so, so that was cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, Next year, we will see what happens Um, for Eric. My name is Chad. Thank you for joining us. Check out my other show, The Nitty Gritty. Let us know what you thought about the Oscars, and we will see you next week.